This is a podcast about the manosphere, so it may contain references to extremist misogyny and violence, and it will definitely contain lots of swears. This is a podcast about the manosphere, so it may contain references to extremist misogyny and violence, and it will definitely contain lots of swears. Hey Dan, do you want to talk about a really popular podcast? Yeah, yeah, whatever. Hello and welcome to another bonus episode of the Manosphere Debunked podcast. My name is Dan, otherwise known as the nicest psychologist on Instagram. And my name is Aileen Barrett and I am known as at Tinder Translators on Instagram, also as Aileen Barrett, weirdly, but I'm not a mysterious, anonymous person like Dan. No, no. So today, yeah, it's another bonus episode, which are kind of like, well, let's be honest, less well-researched more kind of reactive (laughs) podcast episodes, Mm -hmm. usually based Mm -hmm. on a clip, because, you know, we can't be talking about male suicide every week, can we? Like, for our own mental health and yours, we need to chop it up with a bit of just insulting... Whatever this is. (laughs) (laughs) You always describe things really well, and I'm like, just taking the fucking piss. (laughs) So today... I wanted to talk about the Whatever podcast. Now, you may not have heard of this podcast or you may have seen clips of it but not know it's called Whatever. What do you know about this podcast, Dan? <laughs> so, I have never watched a episode in full. I mm. do know that you see it quite a hell of a lot on TikTok and it's always, <sighs> it's always <laughs> a set of dudes on the one side or like Mm -hmm. the host i don't really know what his name is and then it's always a panel of women on the other side Mm -hmm. and i don't quite understand the format of the podcast but it oftentimes seems to be the men putting forward general manosphere podcast bro type stuff that we kind of think about and talk about and is the bread and butter of this podcast and sometimes there's women who are agreeing with them Uh, sometimes there are women who um, appear to be stumped by what some of these men say but but sometimes there are women who i guess debunk them or come up with a lot more sort of logical rebuttals and things like that so I can't quite figure out if it's a bit of a debate, and I'm using that in inverted commas, type forum, but it mostly seems to be used to put forward these kind of manosphere-esque type rhetorics, usually with the intent of, I guess, making women look silly or try and, you know, debunk feminism in some way. That is a very important aspect of at least the clips that are released. Episodes range from three to five hours long. So Jesus Christ, really? Yeah. (laughs) Which is, I think, also what Joe Rogan's episodes are like and stuff. I just don't know where people find the time to even listen, let alone record and edit these things. But I know. I I guess they're making quite a lot of money off of it. So it's probably in their best interest to just carry on talking bullshit, isn't it? Yeah. So there's a specific aspect that you haven't mentioned about the makeup of these round tables. It used to just be the host, whose name is Brian Atlas, and he's about. 34 Mm -hmm. i think from googling i can't i haven't seen his birth certificate there are often men but they used to be just him and some women and if you were going to say the defining feature of those women like a kind of demographic feature 
is. Yeah, no, they're generally, by all appearances, quite young sort of women, yeah. generally. I'd say probably like maybe early 20s. Yeah, I think some of them, I mean, could definitely be teenagers. Late mm-hmm. teens, but teenagers all the same. They are often, yeah, quite young. And some of them are like, you know, trad wife, very anti-feminist themselves, as you say. Some of them are trying to advocate for themselves, but often... It's not obviously not an actual formal debate where people have been able to prepare topics. It's like, so you're a feminist? So should you not split the bill on the first date? It's a very sort of, it feels like an attacking forum, like a gotcha forum. Like you say, it almost feels like these women are set up to be made to look like mugs, which just really winds me up. Yeah. So there's an article on Vice uh, by Madeline Taylor, and it is from May this year. I found out researching this that the podcast has only actually been going since last july in july 2022 okay and it's kind of amassed this big following but yeah so one of their main marketing strategies i suppose one of the and probably money making strategies too is to have these incredibly long conversations and then put out clips that are like 30 seconds and generally like you say those clips are of what appears to be this guy brian his name is brian atlas making these women look stupid making these women look like they don't know what they're talking about like they're hypocrites like you know like all feminists are just delusional little girls and sometimes he has Mm -hmm. as you say other kind of bros on the podcast who you will also see popping up in viral videos where they are saying things like it's just against my nature to like be faithful to one woman i tried it and i can't but i want her to give me unfettered access to my phone and never look at a man again you know that kind of vibe is those kind of guys mm, yeah it was a very good impression by the way thanks it was felt like i was watching one of the tick the tiktok clips so well done mm-hmm. so they have these clips that they put out and they are generally like you know feminist gets owned feminist gets roasted so you may know just from our description what podcast we're talking about but there are two podcasts that are very similar in format and the whatever podcast was inspired by in inverted covers i mean he does he references it the podcast Fresh and Fit, which has now been demonetized mm-hmm. on YouTube. Whoop, whoop. Yeah, go YouTube, we're getting something right. <laughs> Same kind of format, a bit more mm-hmm. aggressive delivery. So there are mm-hmm. there are kind of quite a lot of clips of the main guy on Fresh and Fit telling women to get out or like, you know, being a bit more like kind of shouty. Uh, and Brian Atlas mm-hmm. has done a sort of slightly, he's done the kind of passive aggressive, I'm staying calm and saying rational things. Yeah, he's very measured in his delivery uh, in comparison to Fit and Fresh. Yeah, a bit like Jordan Peterson, although he's not as intelligent as Jordan Peterson, um, which isn't saying much. But if you're thinking, (laughs) I don't think I've heard of this podcast, well, congratulations, but also you may have. So we're going to play a little clip now because you may hear the voice and be like, oh, that dickhead. (laughs) We're going to play a clip and we are going to address some of the kind of logic of this clip, I suppose. But I'm also going to tell you a bit more about the podcast and how it came about once we've listened. So here we go. Let's say an 18-year-old man who doesn't want to go to war, doesn't want to go get sent. Take Ukraine, for example. All the women could leave the country. All the men had to stay. You could not leave the country. Uh, You cannot leave Ukraine if you were a man between the ages of 18 and like 60 or 65. If you're a Ukrainian woman, you get to go to Stockholm. You get to go to Great Britain. You get to continue your hot girl summer. So I just, I'm going to just pause it there to say that as he's saying this, the camera goes to the young women sitting around. I mean, and these young women, some of them I'm sure are teenagers, sitting around listening to him, looking very solemn and like they're being told off or like lectured by, you know, a superior intellect as he says this. 
You know what the Ukrainian men were doing? Getting massacred. So let's talk about privilege. But they have to defend their country. If World War III is around the corner, there's no feminists when Russia invades. There's no feminists when China invades. All these things that you often complain about, when shit hits the fan, we revert to our traditional gender roles. You can't have feminism when when there's a military conflict. Okay, so like a thousand things to unpack there. If you've seen these clips, you'd be like, oh yeah, I recognize that guy's voice. He sort of sits there and he says things in this really measured way. And I always think it's really funny the way they edit the clips because I'm I'm pretty sure that sometimes they edit it where he says something and it's like a mic drop and all these women are sta sitting there silent. But I bet they weren't doing that at the same time as he was talking. They've just made it, they've just made it look mm. like. But anyway, so mm. he's talking about Ukraine there. I looked it up, 50,000 women stayed in Ukraine to fight for a start. I also, this is one of those clips where you're like, ah, oh, you're almost there, babe. You're almost at the point and you've, as you've said before, you've run up to it and you've stared it in the face and then you've just gone off to the left or the right more, more aptly, I suppose. Missing it completely. Just like, mm. so close. The idea that feminism is a thing where women want equality until it's difficult or that w women mm -hmm. want equality until they need a big, strong man to protect them is wild. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I have a lot to say. <laughs> <laughs> so many things so and many they all things. can't come out at once. Yeah. And I think the idea that feminism doesn't exist where there's conflict is just a strange, if feminism is, a, is an ideology, like, what do you, what do you mean? Like, it's not like all of a sudden war breaks out and everyone just suddenly just loses their mind and all their ideas. And it just goes, whoop, the concept of feminism has just yeah. disappeared. And like, this is the thing that what he's annoyed about is sexism, right? It's about patriarchal gender roles that say men have to fight and women have to be protected. And it's like, yeah. Dude, we agree. Yeah, because from what he's saying and what it sounds like he says mm -hmm. is that when war breaks out, feminists are the ones who are then going, oh, no, actually, sorry, can you stay behind and die and fight in the war? And we are going to leave, which I'm pretty sure is not the case because I'm pretty sure it's like the president of the country or the leader of the military or laws that get enacted when military conflict occurs mm -hmm. that it's not the women standing at the borders of the country <laughs> with rifles <laughs> pointing them at the men and going sorry can you just go fight the war please and we want to leave yeah, yeah it's missing the point it's going yeah that's sexist <laughs> and then being like oh feminists are bad it's like very wild the idea that fleeing a war-torn country is going to have your hot girl summer in Stockholm and Britain is just... <laughs> I heard that and I was like, hot girl summer? Like what is this? Like, it's like being a refugee is like, you get to go and have your hot girl summer. I mean, no. Don't forget to pack your bikinis, ladies. Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you what though, I'll tell you what's interesting is that I don't think he cares about men fighting in Ukraine. I don't think he gives a shit about them. I think he's using them as like a... Yeah. Uh, a talking point in order to win an argument with some girls who want him to pay for on the first date and like we will do an episode on war at some an another point because there's a lot of arguments around this and obviously we don't want to be pithy about war especially with like the myriad of horrible conflicts going on in the world at the moment he don't care about that he just wants to say oh yeah you want equality until you have to pick up a gun 
you idiot children. And, and that's his whole shtick, is just being like, ha gotcha. Yeah, it is very interesting. I hadn't really necessarily thought about the kind of age of the women mm. in the show, but thinking about it now, it's like trying to purposefully pick an argument with somebody who's maybe not as well read or well versed and trying to paint yourself as some kind of authority and then just be like haha see i've i've disproved it yeah whereas actually i'd be really interested to see how long the show lasted if the panel of women consisted of people like that destiny guy and his wife mm. or even sort of you know people like yourself or laura Bates or la 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 let me explain or people who who would actually be able to kind of be like i hear what you're saying and this is yeah. my rebuttal and this is what i understand i don't think his show would last as long because he wouldn't really be able to get his points across in the same way and he wouldn't be able to create these clips and frame these women mm. as he probably would be able to click create the clips though um <laughs> that's true yeah through editing yeah first of all, they would never invite someone like me on the podcast or someone like laura bates for sure but also we would never go on because we understand what we're on there for and it's to be gotcha'd and to be made to look stupid this is true and yeah we aren't young women who because mm. because a lot of the women who are so let's so let's talk about the podcast in a wider context rather than from that little clip a lot of the women who are on there, they just apply through DMs. So you can like, there's a thing that says like, if you want to be, what do you want to be one of these people? DM us. But a lot of, of young women will just kind of want to mm -hmm. go on because why wouldn't you? I don't know if they get paid. I doubt they get paid. I'm sure. I think they're probably being exploited in that way. But the, mm -hmm. these kind of podcasts, why they kind of catch the manosphere imagination so much is that the whole kind of premise of the manosphere is we hate women, they're shallow. Feminism is destroying the world. And this is a bunch of generally very kind of conventionally attractive young women, the kind of women that a red pill guy would deeply resent anyway, purportedly being schooled by older men who understand that feminism is rubbish. And that that format is like catnip if you are a manosphere devotee, right? That's just so you're, you know, that's what you want to watch. That's mm -hmm. exactly what you want to consume. And it will prove your biases to you. And I want to send you a screenshot because I was looking at the YouTube page and all of the, the kind of thumbnails, the, the title images for each of the videos are quite similar. And I, I was quite surprised. Even su a cynic such as myself was quite surprised to see what the covers looked like. So I'm going to send you a, a screenshot and I'm going to, yeah, just, just ask you to describe what you see. Okay. Oh my God. <laughs> it's just, it's just women it's so in bikinis and with their breasts very visible and sort of those coy over the shoulder shots where you can see their rear ends as well. What the hell? This is for the podcast. Yeah, this is the episodes of the podcast. So what it is, it's like it, each one is sort of a montage of like three different pictures of girls. Very kind of like Instagrammable, like probably what they'd have on their profiles and stuff, the kind of yeah. hot pictures. Uh, and I think, yeah. I'm pretty sure that they are pictures of the women who are going to be sat around the table. So, yeah, if you are somebody who is inclined mm -hmm. in sort of like the red pill rhetoric and way of thinking, and for one, you know, they look very appealing from a sexual objectification perspective. By the way, when, when I edit this, when I say, can you describe them? I'm going to cut everything else out and just get you to, and just get the bit where you say, um, 
they're very sexually appealing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Okay, cool. Anyway, sorry. So I guess one of the things that we've talked about in terms of like the kind of incel manosphere people who who exist in this space is that they have this very i guess opposing or i guess interesting relationship with like sex and desire and you know potentially resenting women who they can't obtain and being very angry about women who maybe pose Mm -hmm. themselves or look a particular way um and yet probably still wanting to engage with them anyway so i can see how it would be appealing to those type of individuals but then i guess at the same time if we're thinking about how what you said the how this podcast feeds into their ideals of seeing these these women taken down a peg or sort of seeing their hypocrisy laid bare on a YouTube clip. I can also again see the kind of appeal of wanting to see these women being taken down a notch. Especially for like black pill, you know, <clears throat> incels who, if you haven't listened to that episode or you don't remember, are the guys who basically believe they are never going to get laid because women are shallow and they have the, don't have the physical attributes and that's basically all that matters. It is like seeing these very attractive of women who you deeply resent getting schooled by older men who mm. you probably respect actually i don't know if you're a black pill you might not respect these guys because you could see them as sort of like the chads or whatever mm, maybe but yeah it's it's appealing and it's i mean there's there's another aspect of the appealingness which is the outrage right so they, they know what they're doing they, they don't just doing this for people who are going to agree with them they're doing it for yes for the like incel manosphere audience who want to see like you know feminist schools on blah 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 or like feminist hypocrisy exposed but they're also doing it for people like me and you who are gonna go oh my god this is fucking stupid like and then like reply and stitch and stuff and like sometimes it's like just don't give them the attention and Mm -hmm. sure but i think it's important that we know these things are going on because this youtube account has millions of subscribers it is affecting people's minds and Mm -hmm. although engaging with it does give it a boost it's also like important to critically engage and point these things out yeah it's interesting as well um to look at what the YouTube channel, which whatever, was before it was this podcast. Because that's been like the last year, obviously a very clever business move of Brian Atlas Mm -hmm. to do this. It's obviously been very um, popular. But before that, it was basically a quote unquote prank YouTube account. So, you know, approaching people on the street and things like that. And it definitely had a lot of the undertones of... I mean, you could get clues to Brian's attitudes towards women, basically, from the YouTube channel. So I'm just going to send you an excerpt from the Vice um, article on the Whatever podcast. And if you could read it aloud for the class, please. Okay, cool. In addition to videos like Drowning Baby Prank. Drowning Baby Prank. Jesus. Okay. I'll tell you what that is in a minute. <laughs> oh, I'm not sure I want to know, but okay. Um, the channel features several so-called social experiments where he and colleagues approach women in public or on Tinder to ask for sex and are mostly met with polite rejection and some where women do the same to men. One popular video titled Trolling Prostitutes in Amsterdam's Red Light District. Jesus Christ. Do these people have nothing better to do with their time? Obviously, they don't. Yeah, okay. Trolling prostitutes in Amsterdam's red light district features Atlas essentially wasting sex workers' time by asking them how much it would cost for them to watch him cry in a corner, perform a dirty Sanchez, or play chess with him. It just sounds like an annoying prat. (laughs) Yeah. It's like really juvenile, isn't it? Absolutely. Really juvenile kind of stuff. I mean, the thing is that there are all these kind of pranksters around on like social media and i'm like is it a prank or is it just like 
Is it just an excuse to go around being a dick to people and then just be like, ha ha, it's just a prank? Yeah, it's like, is it a prank or is it just being an absolute dickhead? Yeah. Mm. And I think the latter, personally. Mm. But they were very popular, some of these videos. I watched one of them from nine years ago, which was the social, I mean, calling them social experiments as well. I was mm. like, fuck off. But the social experiment of walking up to women and, and saying, do you want to have sex, basically. Is that a social experiment or is that just an attempt to try and get sex? And then if you are continuously rejected, just be like, ha ha, I filmed it for my YouTube channel. And, you know, it's just a, what a weird framing of it being a social experiment anyway. Anyway, do you want to know what the drowning baby prank? Is? <sighs> um, sure. Okay. No babies were drowned in the, in the filming of this mm. prank. But I, I guess I am also very... Uh, cautious of something that would be called a drowning baby prank. God, Dan, you're such a square. I know. God, such such a, a joke. Oh, such a loser, Dan. God. Yeah, such a beta. Um, <laughs> I haven't called you a beta for a few episodes, actually. Oh, yeah, no. Well, it's not quite um, refreshing to be called one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so the drowning baby prank is essentially he's like by a lake, by like, it's like on a dock by a lake, and he's got a pram with a, with a you know, doll in it and i guess there's a string behind it or something that someone pulls but basically he's like oh can you take a picture of me and my baby and people are like yeah and so he gives him the camera and then just as he's going back to pose the pram just it is pulled off into the water mm -hmm. so like incredibly distressing mm -hmm. it looks like it's just fallen backwards and so it it seems like a baby has just fallen into the lake mm -hmm. yeah so, and it just and it's just like loads and loads of clips of that over and over again and it's like, why would you do that to somebody? Like that would that would ruin my day at least. Like, I would be I'd be incandescently furious, but also slightly traumatized by watching what I thought was a baby fall into a lake. Mm. It's very um, like I like I don't even think I don't even think Jackass would go that far, but it's got very Jackass kind of immaturity vibes to it doesn't yes. it oh 100 percent. like really like grow up all of you grow up i mean I, I feel like that a bit just watching all these kind of men in their 30s debate very young women about like whether or not they should pay for dinner get a fucking life dude. also the thing that the thing that i was just thinking about is that like if all the videos are five hours long, they must just go over the same stuff over and mm. over and over again. Like you can't have that many original thoughts in however many videos that are five hours long. You've got to just eventually just be repeating the same the same shit to different women. Hundred percent. And also, I, I just think they do like a three to five hour long podcast to make sure that if every one of them, they can get a clip where it looks like all of the women mm. know nothing. Oh well, unless they're the women who are like, I just want to like be a wife and submit to my man and all the men you know get semis uh, uh or whatever <laughs> uh, i just don't think that if i were and i know that this is very personal to me and you know how i understand the world and maybe the consideration that i would have for another human being but if i was on a podcast and the sole aim of it was to make a woman anywhere from 18 to like 26 or whatever feel bad about mm -hmm. things i wouldn't feel the pride required to kind of clap my bros on the back and be like we fucking got her man i think i would want more for me as a human being and also for that that other person on the podcast but you are i would say a nice human being and they're a bunch of bellends so yeah no i think also mm. the key difference i would say between you and them and obviously it does surprise me very much to, to know that you wouldn't feel like your life was being fulfilled by just catching out 19 year olds on a podcast <laughs> 
But the difference is, I think, from my interactions with you, that you see women as humans, like equally human as men. And I think that that is, that's mm. a real, um, it's a real parting yeah. of the ways between you and mm. those podcast bros. Um, although I guess technically you are a podcast bro. I am, yeah. Um, and you're right. I guess in terms of my um, route to alphadom, the fact that I consider women human beings is my one downfall that will keep me in beta. Yeah. Because, you, you know, you live in that 6.2 life, but you don't, like, grab onto the opportunity. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, I refuse to denigrate and degrade and belittle women. Yeah, so such a Gosh beta. darn it, no alpha life for me. Um, if you guys don't mm. know about the 6.2 that I'm talking about, then you may enjoy it revisiting, our, or visiting, in fact, not revisiting, sexual market value calculator episode where we both calculated our sexual market values and shock horror. Dan's was much higher than mine. I won. <laughs> yeah, Dan won. Yeah, I'm a divorced, bitter old hag, as we all know. Um, <laughs> I mean, one of those things is true. Yeah, And also, in the context of the fucking whatever podcast, I am an ancient, wizened hag, for sure, because I would be mm. 20 years older than some of those girls. Um, so that's depressing, but also accurate. So just thought of that. Anyway. Um, so basically, mm. we just kind of wanted to have a little look at this podcast, who this dude is, why he set it up, who it appeals to, why it's so popular. I think we've done that. I think we've we've kind of, you know, without spending too much of our lives talking about Brian Atlas. Certainly not three to five hours you know worth. You know what? Yeah, I, I actually think that you and I could sit and talk for three to five hours about some of the issues that we discuss but we both have lives to lead so we don't do you know what i mean <laughs> like no yeah and, you know we both have two, we both have lives and children and shit and i'm like what do you guys have if this is what you're doing i mean also they're probably making a lot more mm. money than us well that's obviously their job probably isn't it so like yeah yeah coming mm. soon guys is going to be ads yeah. i mean and and opportunities to support us financially so sorry about the ads but also there'll be opportunities to <laughs> to listen to ad free if you want to so watch this space for that because if the manosphere's bros can make money we should too yeah and then at some point we will sit around for three to five <laughs> hours saying the same thing over and over again to make youtube clips and tiktok clips yeah it would just be me i'm going to be the <laughs> sorry i just realized how weird it is when you reverse the genders though because imagine me a 39 year old woman having a podcast where i invite young mm. men who are kind of like manosphere adjacent have anti-feminist views 18 to 25 the kind of men who you know kind of on instagram a lot and i brought them on basically just to humiliate them and all of the the, the title mm -hmm. images for all of the videos were just like them looking kind of hot with their abs and like smoky yeah, like abs out and, yeah. Shit. and like sometimes i'd have like other people like other women who mm -hmm. were like agreed with me mm -hmm. like sitting next to me mm -hmm. and we'd all just like sit around being like come on dudes and then like making clips out of it when you actually reverse the genders you realize how, how ridiculous weird that format is mm -hmm. at the same time at the same time if we're thinking about niche podcast market areas you're onto something yeah i i'll call it debate me bro <laughs> um so yeah yeah do you know what i bet loads of people would watch that uh, i think it would yeah. <laughs> i bet loads of people would watch it yeah 
unfortunately for you you are also a nice person and wouldn't put young men through that and also exploit them their physicality in that way and also make them look like idiots on the internet Mm. so you know there we go so that's also your downfall i don't know how much money we're talking (laughs) (laughs) so yeah we uh, i don't know i think it's really interesting to talk about the dynamics of podcasts like that I mean, as well as like debunking what they actually say, their kind of business model and the way they exploit people is interesting and awful. And I think it's worth highlighting. But thanks for joining us for this bonus episode. We will be offering some subscriber content at some point in the future soon. So if if that's something you would be interested in, please let us know because we're trying to work out how we can make this podcast sustainable with the amount of work we put into it and everything. And at the moment, obviously, we're just self-producing. And so we're doing it for free out of the kindness of our hearts but also uh please like and subscribe and all that and next week we will be back with part three the final part i believe of our series on men's mental health which we realize we've released well the second part anyway at the beginning of november by accident but we'll pretend mm-hmm. it was purposeful on purpose <laughs> yeah um, and that is going to be about the idea that nobody cares about men's mental health, I believe. Yeah, the idea that it is unspoken about, no one cares, um, and it's not thought about. Which, again, if you heard what Aileen said, it was. <laughs> it's now the month of November, so hold that in mm. mind. In which nobody cares or speaks about men's mental health. So mm-hmm. we don't need yeah. to do the episode now. Should we just have a week off? <laughs> Debunked. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you very much. Leave it at that, shall we? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) If you enjoyed today's episode of Mansphere Debunked, please leave us a review and subscribe wherever you listen. You can also send questions, suggestions and thoughts to manosphere-debunked at gmail.com. All of the materials referenced in this podcast are linked in the show notes. Shout out to Justin Peterson. Uh, Justin? <laughs> ah, love that I d- forgot Jordan Peterson's name for a minute there. <laughs>